Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, or should I say early evening. Uh, this is Joey from Filthy Kitchen, accompanied by the one and only Bach. Bach? Yeah, How we're you? back. You know we're back. We got to be back. I mean, quarantined and we ain't got nothing to do, so why not podcast, I guess? Yeah, before they shut us down, we got to get in and everything. Yeah, we, we do. Say. We do. Uh, thank you to our listeners for coming back to episode two. We got a little variety of things that we are going to be talking about. Of course, the only thing everyone is talking about coronavirus coronavirus i'm going to talk a little bit about the 2020 democratic election my one question to you austin is where is joe where is joe this last <clears throat> since last show i, don't know. I haven't heard i couldn't i don't have one joe biden quote for you i don't have any new statements i've heard nothing from him i think he's quarantined because he's no. old <laughs> I hope that Joe Biden's got a new webcam. Uh, I know you guys are hearing the voices in the background. We are waiting President Donald Trump's uh, task force briefing. It's going to be coming around. They said 3.30 Eastern, or 4.30 Eastern, I'm sorry. And it's 4 o'clock here in (laughs) Waukesha, Wisconsin. (laughs) So he's late, better late than never, though. So we'll get you kind of posted. If he jumps in, we'll talk about what he's saying and kind of give you our first thoughts about it. But, you know, let's get into the show. Thank you guys for listening. We're going to give you a little coronavirus yeah, update. Yeah, thanks to the viewers yeah, thank back. You. And to the new ones. And to the new ones. Uh-huh. All right, Austin, give me a little numbers all around the world here. So the latest. Um, what do we got here? From John Hopkins University of Medicine. Confirmed cases worldwide as of today, Sunday, the 27th. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We got 328,275 cases, upwards of 120,000 from last Wednesday, our last show. Confirmed deaths worldwide, 14,366. Dude, wow. Up 6,366 since our last show on Wednesday, almost doubled. Our, on Wednesday, last Wednesday, it was 8,000 deaths worldwide. We're now at 14,000. That is that is crazy. The speed the speed is gone. What it's about going. these states? At home, we got thirty one thousand confirmed cases, up six thousand from yesterday, a nineteen percent increase. Deaths here, we got three hundred and seventy seven compared to last Wednesday at a hundred. So about twenty six and a half percent increase. Two weeks ago, we had thirty four deaths. Oh wow. I mean, there's no doubting the pace that it's going. So it's growing. It's definitely um, growing. Well, we got, but we also got to tell you, ninety-five thousand have recovered, which is a positive note. I mean, people got to look at that ninety-five thousand. So what does that break down to the active numbers? Active numbers of comp- of people that have the coronavirus in the world. These are confirmed cases. Two hundred eighteen thousand. Yeah, I mean, listen. What's the world's population? I want to say seven. Uh, uh, let's look it up. I say seven billion. I'm There's not seven sure. billion in China. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you never know. And if they're... <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, you know, uh, get, us, get back to us with that number, but... Um, world population, 7.7 billion. That's crazy. So, That's crazy. So we're at 218,000 cases. Yeah, do the math, it's a low percentage. A low percentage, but... but you never know. We got to contain it. Yeah. I know uh, there's some projected numbers. I was listening to Governor Andrew Cuomo speak today, who we'll talk about a little bit later into the show. But Cuomo said about 40 to 80 percent of the New York population will get the coronavirus. 40 yeah. to 80 percent. 80 percent being worst case scenario. 
Uh, I see that they're constructing hospitals and whatnot. I saw him speak about it today, and we'll get into that issue a little bit later, but 40 to 80%, 80% being worst case scenario, and there are some people that aren't listening to the government officials that tell them no. you gotta stay home. We were just listening to it, and the New York, in New York itself, people just walking in the streets. Two biggest states hit right now, California and New York State. No, not New York State. Yeah, Pennsylvania. I mean, I know it's just. What is the? It's California and which, which other one? It's going to be California and Washington. Washington. Washington State are getting hit the most right yeah. now. I mean, New but York New is the New York is the epicenter though. Yeah. New York has taken York over the, the epicenter in the United it. States, which is crazy. Yeah. Which is crazy. That's I mean, why he said forty to eighty percent of the people in New York will. Yeah, and that's why you guys. I mean, we got to take the social distancing very serious. We got to take it serious. I mean, 80% is a big chunk of the population, man. That is a huge chunk. That is not a joke. In New York, I mean, when you think, when you're from an international country, when you think of America, you think of Times Square. You think of New York. You think of the Big Apple. And 80% of the population has a chance of contracting the coronavirus. Because everyone is so close and... It just comes down to, Austin, I, I mean, this is not going to be a short-term situation. We're in it for the long run. Nope. Months. I'm, months. I mean, four to six to nine. Oh, I know that's what they're saying, four, six to nine. Can you believe that? And do you think, though, Bach, the way we handle it, the precautions that we take, will it prevent more cases? Or it has to. It, you think so? It has to. I mean, everyone's staying at home. At least trying to stay at home, not going to work, it can't hurt. I mean, it's, it, it's it impossible for it to hurt. It can't hurt. Will it help? Yeah, it has to help. Will, yeah. it, will it fix it? Probably not. I but. think whatever toll it's going to take, it's going to take. And, I'm a, yeah. I, and I think government officials have understood that. And from what I've listened to, like the speeches and the press briefings by Governor Cuomo or by Newsom, the, Gavin Newsom from California, we know it's going to hit a rough peak. But we're trying to limit that peak. And we haven't hit the peak yet. And we have not. We have not. Um, A thing, there's a lot of factories still open. And we're talking factories of hundreds and hundreds of people working in a factory. And and to me, it's... But they're essential goods. They are. But, you know, we could argue this. Should Trump just make the decision and close it all down, go all in, aim at the neck? What happens to all the goods? What happens... I mean, it's a very tricky situation. Yeah. I mean, these are, the pre- these are decisions the President of the United States has to make. I mean, from last night, which was Saturday, today's the 21st, yesterday, March 20th, 46% increase in the New York coronavirus cases. A 46% increase. I know we reiterated a little bit earlier that New York is the epicenter in the United States, but a 46% increase, ladies and gentlemen, is not a small fucking number. No. Um, it's not. And as of this week, since our last show, Italy has surpassed China in death due to, deaths due to coronavirus. I mean, Italy is at 5,500. Why is Italy getting hit so hard? I mean, so the Italian population, I saw, according to the New York Times, is the third oldest population in the world. And we've seen that the coronavirus, if it's going to impact somebody, it's going to be the older population, 65 and older, and those who have underlying conditions. And when you think about underlying conditions, you're going to think the older population is a little more vulnerable. People with Most diabetes, heart issues, whatnot, cholesterol, it's usually going to be the older population. So the numbers are terrifying, but 
what are you going to do? And the Italian government is taking precautions. I mean, they're locking down and banning any movement inside the country and closed all non-essential businesses. I mean, I saw videos on Facebook with the Italian army rolling down the streets. Yeah, if you're that's outside, crazy. they're going to come up to you. I mean, that to me, that's crazy. That's what they're going to do here, right? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Don't I, they're know. saying right now, I mean... The, uh, the, I forgot who was on the Fox News this morning, but they're saying that the government is not thinking about doing that yet, not thinking about a national lockdown. But we can argue, like I just said earlier, we can argue that if you're going to fight this virus, you got to aim for the jugular. You got to take every precaution. I mean, you, you have to. It, 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 the toll that the coronavirus is going to take on this country is going to happen, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. There is no stopping the toll that this is going to take on us. Yeah, I might get infected, dude. You might get infected. Might the get way infected. it's spreading, we can have it right now. Yeah. So what I've heard is from like a lot of young people could even have it and not even feel. Yeah, they'll be asymmetric. Yeah, asymptomatic. I'm sorry, but they could spread it to the old people, and that's kind of what the problem is. So you're saying about this whole shutdown? I mean, so if it happens, when it happens, what's the outcome? What happens? Um, what's man. different from then what's already happening right now even yeah that's the thing i mean you hear illinois california taking doing a stay at home type of ordeal but yet you have you know the grocery store still open people can go on walks and hikes and go to get a gas station fill up their cars so it's not Take this yeah it's not this scary thing that your aunt jane was posting on facebook talking about martial law and whatnot but can they take those steps? They could take those steps. I mean, as of today, Ohio and Louisiana were added to the list, urging its citizens to stay home and closing non-essential businesses. And listen to this, listen to this dumbass thing I heard from Governor uh, Greg Abbott. Great governor, Republican governor. I have nothing against him. I have nothing against any of the governors. But Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas, says he, he will not be giving this stay-at-home order because... Only out of 254 counties, 54 counties do not, uh, no, 54 counties do have the coronavirus, okay? So that means 200 counties do not. All right, man. Let me tell you, Mr. Abbott, this thing came from Wuhan fucking China, dude. What makes you think just because 54 counties have coronavirus, if you just contain it in this, those 54 counties, that they're not going to spread to the other 200 counties of where's Texas? His, where is, where is the logic where's here? Where's the Where is the logic? Wrong. I'm sorry. Governor Abbott, you have this all wrong, man. Yeah. I mean, look at, look at the rest of the world. This came from Wuhan. All right? This started off with one case. He's trying to protect the small businesses or something. He's trying yeah. to protect people's families money-wise, not health-wise, money-wise. I don't know, man. But you're, you're just, that is logic. Is he being ignorant? I think that is an ignorant, ignorant logic. Yeah. And I hope my listeners can agree with me. I think that is an ignorant logic. These are unprecedented times that call for unprecedented actions. And I'm sorry. We can't think about the dollar bill. It it's is going hurt. to affect us. It is going to affect us. There is no doubt about it. All right? But what, what can you do? The good thing, though, Austin, about the United States is that a lot of the private companies are willing to do something. And, you know, as time passes on, you'll see more companies trickling in, more companies willing to help the United States citizens, to help its country. And that will bring kind of like a nice little shining, you know, hope 
you know, that knight in shining armor that you need in a time like this. Yeah, we can talk about Ford and Tesla making ventilators for everyone. Yeah, of course. Trump told them to bet on it and, you know, see what you got. Yeah. Uh, I, like I said, man, I, I firmly believe that Trump has just got to go all in. If you want to fight this virus, you got to shut it all down. It's going to hurt the economy. I can't say this enough. You got to aim for the neck. You want this out as soon as possible. You want it to flow right through like he's been telling us in these press briefings. You have to shut it all down. Yeah. You can't let the governors decide. And I understand. I understand you're giving them some certain authority, but you are the commander in chief. You right. want to end this virus as soon as possible. You got to shut it all down. You're right. You have to shut it down. Absolutely. Right. And when the economic effects hit us and they will hit us, ladies and gentlemen, they're hitting and us. they will they're, they're hitting, hitting us they're right, hitting right now. now. And when they hit us, the federal government has to go into their pockets and give everything because it is not our choice. It is not the small business owner's choice to be closing their business. This is the government telling them to do that. And that is why, if they're gonna do this, they have to go all in, both feet in, sink or swim, and they have to help us in the long run as well. Economic policies, fiscal, monetary policies, they have to do it. So, that's my belief. Yeah, you're right. I, I, I mean, what do you think? I, I, you give, yeah. me, give, me, give me a little opinion. I mean, man. Last, I last week I said it's up to the American people, right? I quote that quote me on that last show. It's not anymore, though. I mean, may as, far, as far as like us supporting local businesses and you know trying to keep them afloat, we can do what we can, but it's, it's really out of our hands now. It's whatever they say we have to go with for the better of society. If I mean... You don't think there's no overreaction, right? I, I, there's by, no... By, by, the, by the government, listen, uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci brings up a great point. Just to sit back and let this kind of flow through and it take its effect isn't the right way to approach this. I mean, there are people that are going to lose their lives. Yeah. And you when have people to protect... die in America, it's a big deal. Yeah. When yeah. one person dies in America, it's a big deal. Yeah. And so when you, when you lock this all down, Austin... This chaos going on in the stores before this lockdown, this chaos has been going on for two, three weeks. Yeah, and I'd what I'm going to ask weeks. people when the coronavirus kind of flows through, as Donald Trump says, says what I'm going to ask you guys is why toilet paper? Yes, yeah, that's, that's the biggest joke. But whatever, getting back to my point, the chaos that's going on in the stores right now all across the globe, because this is a global pandemic, people are fighting. Want, they want their toilet paper. They want their paper towels. They want whatever. If, if we shut this all down, is this kind of like illustrating what's to come? The, the actions of, of, of the people? You know, I could be that little devil on someone's shoulder and be like, this is a perfect time for anarchy, you know, revolt against the government. Yeah, I mean, there's been looting, people, people talking about people are going to try to loot or this and that. I, I know my European father, I, that's what he's thinking about. That his, that's his biggest fear, you know, when the government does shut us all down, all down because I believe there's going to well, be a lock-in. I do believe there's going to be a national lock-in. If they're going to do that, then the National Guard has to be walking around so that doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah. You gotta, and, yeah. And, and ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen, on our next show, we are going to have Lane Luxem, who is in the National Guard. He did serve in the U.S. Army. He was in Afghanistan for, I want to say, eight months. When he gets on the show, he'll explain One or two us. tours, yeah. Yeah, no, he did one tour. One he'll tour. explain He'll explain to us a little bit more. What exactly what he, could happen? What exactly he thinks, yeah, would involved. happen if the National Guard gets involved. But to go back to this anarchy thing, 
You know, people get angry when they're isolated. They're angry. All right. And now you can't expect to take everybody out of their jobs at the snap of a finger and say, listen, stay at home. We're trying to kind of calm this virus. Stay at home. We don't want this influx happening in the hospital, which is going to happen. But we were trying to control this influx. You know, you can't expect them to stay home as you know, Cuomo says four, six, nine months and just to come out and be like, oh, happy. And yes, let's get it. Let's go back to normal. And, you know, you can't expect that. You can't believe that's what's going to happen. You're going to be a lunatic if that's what you think. I mean, come on. It's just the truth. People are going to be pissed. People are going to be pissed with the government, especially if the government fails on their on their fiscal actions. Uh, we'll, we'll get to those actions in a second here. So yeah, the effect on the American people, it's, it's real. It's already here. People it's here. are scared. I mean, if you own a small business, you're, you're sweating. I mean, now, one in four Americans are, are the ones that, that have been told that, you know, you're not essential. You're not working and it's affecting them. And that's all in a process of what a week. I yep. mean, it happens all so the states fast. just trick yeah it's just a domino effect it happens so fast ladies and gentlemen this last week i don't know if you're like me but this last week felt like a blur it was a blur i don't know how you feel austin but last week was a blur to me yeah i'm, I'm, I'm talking bored, about down honestly. down 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 you know this talking about fiscal policies and recessions depressions all this shit this yeah. whole last week was a blur it was a bad acid trip I think, uh, what we, what you can do is you can just you got just try to stay busy anything to take your mind off it ladies and gentlemen we are strong-willed people yeah big, and i believe we're going to overcome this. big shout out to everyone that is working their ass off right now ups fedex yeah. people who work at grocery stores Big shout out to the um, nurses, to the, the people nurses, in the hospitals, the doctors, the people, the people that are in the overtime. front lines. You guys are wartime soldiers right now. You guys are wartime soldiers. You guys don't have guns. You guys are protecting civilians from an invisible enemy, an invisible enemy that will be contained and will be beaten. I firmly believe that. Yeah, it's going to end. It's going to be It's okay. going to end, guys. It's there is light okay. at the end of the tunnel. There Big is, time. I, Big time. I believe in God. I believe in his love, and I feel like there is going to be light. Trust me on that. But when it is, when is it going to come? We'll figure that out. I mean, we just got to live day by day. So well, what's happening in November? What's happening? So you want to talk about some the next. Democrats? You want to talk about the Democratic nominee for 2020? Well, we, which, know the, we know the nominee. And who's that? Wait, when, when's the next vote? When, when's the next state vote? I don't know. They've all been postponed. All been postponed? Like May, I know one's in May. Are they going to postpone the general election? They might. They might. You know what? If they don't contain it, they might. They yeah. might have to. They might. They might, they might pass have a bill to, to just <laughs> Donald Trump might be the next FDR. <laughs> yeah. Donald Trump might be the next FDR having yeah. as many terms as possible. We don't know. Yeah. Obviously that's a joke, but um, you know, when, when we're talking about November, obviously guys, we're going to talk about Biden because that's who's winning the the elect, the 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 election right now for yeah. the Democrats. He's, it's Joe Biden. Win. Truth of the matter. But my main question Bach, is where is Biden, I I haven't heard I mean, nothing from his in his shoes, which I can barely fit in. <laughs> I mean, what can you do? You he has no power. He's not in Congress. He's not a senator. He has no power. All he can do is talk like you and I. 
He could talk like you and, and I. And he can make points like you and I. I mean, obviously he has a I mean, following, but, but... But he makes points like you and I, but, but he's, he's not, a Democratic nominee, dude. He should I mean, be doing more, yeah. He should be doing more. This past week, he was supposed to show that this is why I'm the Democratic I've nominee. This nothing. is why I'm hopeful. Nothing I haven't heard nothing. I mean, he is a Democratic leader who took the world by storm with his big win on Super he Tuesday. Swept Super Tuesday practically. Swept. Did he sweep it? He might have swept it. And he has not looked back and has crumbled when he needs to be informing and comforting his constituents. He needs to be informing us on why, if he was the leader of these United States, that he would be better than Donald Trump. Where is he at this moment in time when he needs to be showing why he can lead us in a crisis. Where is yep. he, dude? Where I mean, is he? He's making tweets, but what are tweets? It reaches a what such are a tweets? small. <laughs> that's all he's doing is making tweets. I haven't seen. He hasn't no millennial a town hall is or... following Joe Biden. I no, am sorry. Right. No yeah. millennial is following Joe Biden. I mean, he's holding campaign rallies on some in a makeshift studio somewhere in his house in Delaware. And folks, if you have not seen them, you are in for a trip. Boring. I mean, can we speak about the camera quality? My <laughs> God, you would think that the Democratic nominee for the president of the United States would have a better camera than the camera my nine-year-old nephew has at his house yeah. recording these rallies. And yeah. he's not tech savvy. I'm Are, sorry. Can we cut him any slack for the time? I mean, no, we can't. No. We can't. You're the you're going to be the Democratic nominee. I am so sorry to all my Bernie supporters. But the writing is on the wall. Bernie Bernie when, needs to run as a third party candidate. Yeah, no, like. I think Bernie needs to. He if needs he to believes that Donald candidate. Trump is this this crisis, this 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 villain, he needs to drop out of the race and endorse Joe Biden. That's He's not the only. Do that. Well, we can, he might drop out, but I don't think he'll endorse. Trump. No, he I, said he wouldn't in the, the last debate. He never said he would drop or support. Yeah. And it just blows my mind even more. Why haven't why hasn't Bernie dropped out yet? I mean, by God, what is the Democratic Party thinking? We are in a pandemic. Even Bernie Sanders said that to a reporter yesterday. We are in a effing pandemic. That's what yeah. he said. Okay. Uh, like COVID is hitting everyone. And Politics I mean aside. everyone mentally physically, economically, emotionally, in some sort of way, coronavirus is hitting them. If the DNC believes it's time to beat Donald Trump and he is our biggest threat and his handling of this virus has crippled us yeah. as a nation, then Bernie Sanders, drop out. Sorry, not sorry. Can you agree with that, Austin? Like drop. I'm a but he's, he's too passionate to drop out. He has way too much pride. And the fact that he has way too many followers to drop out. I mean, if he, he does have a following. I mean, if he endorses Joe Biden, people are going to call him a fraud. I mean, that's what happens. Yang, what's Yang's first name? Andrew. Andrew. When Andrew. And, you, you look at Andrew Yang's Twitter replies, he just gets called a fraud the whole time because he endorsed Joe. I, he did endorse Joe. That was yeah, like a little. And people roast him. For I it. liked Andrew Yang I mean, in the Twitter beginning. Twitter is what it is, but I like the whole no tie outlook. You know, I like that man. Cool nice sway, you know, no a little sway. I, you know, I I personally think that uh, my president shouldn't be you know, 80, 90 years old. I liked Andrew Yang. I did like him, but yeah. he, we'll see him he in twenty twenty four. Nah, he fell into the trap. I, you know, we'll talk about who I think is going to be in twenty twenty four, and I think that's Andrew Cuomo, Cuomo. Cuomo. Sorry, guys, the New York governor. 
But the, going the New York governor roasting Trump right at the moment? No, no, no. He's it, the mayor. That's the New York mayor. Yeah, that's De Blasio. It's a, yeah. What a joke. What a joke. I have a friend in New York, and, and De Blasio, is, he just tells me the same thing. You know, he's a joke. I'm not from New York, but I'm sorry. To my New York following, that guy's a joke. Yeah. I like Cuomo, though. And, but we really yeah. get, we got to focus on 2020, though. We do. It's crazy. I think people have even forgot about the election itself. People forgot that they're even voting in 2020 for the next president because of this whole Corona thing. Everyone's just wrapped around it. I, I completely mean, forgot about it. Right. I mean, in a general election, though, for, the Democrats have to start thinking, you need to raise money. Yeah. And the economy isn't getting any better at this moment. It is only a matter of time before people start getting a little more stingy with their money. And oh, to, it's already it's happening right it's now. It's happening, but to illustrate this a little bit better, Joe Biden gained $18 million in February and only has $12.1 million cash on hand and has raised $86 million, $12 million in the 2020 election. $12 million is outside money, which I am assuming is from PACs and super PACs. Yeah, how many did Bernie gain? Bernie gained about $47 million in February, which, let's huh. just wait, just pause a little bit. Bernie gained $47 million. Double. Bernie Sanders gained 40, $47 million, and Joe Biden only gained 18 and Joe Biden oh, is a presidential So why nominee. is Joe Biden sweeping the floor on these votes? Joe Biden is sweeping the floor because he is the establishment. Yeah, that, yeah we talked about he this last week. He is the establishment. Joe Biden is winning because he's the establishment. People don't care that it's Bernie Joe Biden. Sanders, guys. Austin, I mean, you see the report right in front of us. According to the Wall Street Journal, Bernie Sanders gained $47 million in February. He only has $18.7 million cash on, hand, cash on hand. Joe Biden, I know I've said this once, but I'm going to say it again. Joe Biden only gained $18 million. He's raised $86 million for the whole 2020 campaign. Bernie, Bernie Sanders has raised close to a hundred. $80 million all of 2020, yet Joe Biden, yet everybody in the media is telling you Joe Biden is the leader of the Democratic is Party, and this makes no sense. But the numbers show different. But the numbers show different, okay? Because I'm we, sorry. You, know, you saw Michigan's, Michigan's stats. Anyone over the age of 40 wasn't voting for Bernie. You saw the, you saw the numbers, right? Yeah, I, I saw the numbers. And what I'm going to tell the Democratic Party is if Biden is the way you guys want to go, if Biden is the but way you believe, Bernie, Bernie has to drop out of the race. You have to sit but Bernie down. they can't down. force him. They, the DNC has no control over Bernie Sanders. Why? I mean, they He's don't have any control over He's Bernie Sanders. Yeah, they do. They, they've been screwing him over for the past two elections. Right. In 2016, yeah, in they sense, screwed yeah. Bernie Sanders. In 2020, they screwed Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders has been... been in a huge hoax. Okay. Dude, we're, we're looking at this together. Bernie's problem is he's an independent. You, he is the longest serving independent in Congress but, history. But you have, so why you is he have running a as a Democrat? What does he expect? I don't know what to tell you, but if you still have a grassroots support of $47 million, I don't get why you can't. And That's where, why where he has the, to run as a third party candidate. Yeah, but where are his voters? Where are his voters? That where, where, you they're gotta, in college. They're, all, they're young that people. That $47 million dollars has to translate yeah, in the, in the voting booth. In yeah, the voting right. booth, ladies and gentlemen. But let me, let me show you a little bit on the forecast of 2020. We talked about the two Democratic nominees. But 
Donald Trump, ladies and gentlemen, has raised over $232 million in his 2020 re-election bid. I mean... <laughs> Say what you want about Trump, but people love him. People love him more, just as much as people hate him. People love him. Uh, I mean, Jesus Christ, dude. $232 million. million. I know he's in the in, incumbent, but people are still donating. The RNC, Bach has to love this guy they kiss the ground he's walking on i know that sounds ignorant yeah. but that is the truth he's he has broken records on on fundraising he is taking the world by he has taken the world by storm yeah. I, I, I and whatever economic foreshadowing or what's going to happen if we're going to hit a recession depression or we're going to hit a a, a, a peak I believe that the RNC has the cash that they've raised from Donald Trump to weather this coming storm. Yeah. The debates are going to be nutty. The debates are going to be good and nutty. Not Biden versus Trump. We got to see where we're at with this whole coronavirus thing, though. And it just, it's sad because the DNC, which ran the country for eight years, and Barack Obama's a loved guy. Loved. Loved guy. Loved, loved guy. Great speaker. I'm talking about Amazing top-notch speaker. speaker. But and Joe Biden was all part of that. And Joe Biden was That's all part of that. That's why he's doing well. I mean, obviously, he's the DNC. He's the face, but. Oh, so you don't think that the night before Super Tuesday, everybody drops out and conveniently endorses Joe Biden because they knew the party didn't want to go Bernie's way. They yeah. didn't want Bernie to Sanders to be the leader because he's not part Guys, of the DNC, man. In about three years, in about three years, we're going to look back at this, just like we are looking back at 2016 and say that the democratic party screwed Bernie Sanders three times over yeah. right in front of our eyes. And we were joking about it, but they were doing it in front of us, yet we didn't say anything. They've done it twice. Yeah. They have screwed Bernie Sanders. I mean, we could talk about the money again, 18 million to 47 million in, in a month. In a month is 30 days. The DNC yeah. screwed over Bernie Sanders again. 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 And has Elizabeth Warren endorsed anybody? No. Elizabeth Warren hasn't endorsed anyone? As far as I know, she's not. Tulsi Gabbard endorsed uh, Donald Trump. I yeah, she, I wish. She's running, is she <laughs> she, not? No, she, she endorsed Joe Biden. She endorsed Joe Biden. So it's just weird to me. Are they sellouts? That all no, this be, they they the, are sellouts. They are part of the establishment. They are part but, of the establishment. But what does that mean? What does that mean? And part of not. the establishment in my Oxford Dictionary means fucking sellout. Yeah. That's what it means. You're a fucking sellout. Is Don part of the... Donald Trump establishment. He was now, and he was in 2016. I mean, the Republicans hated him. The Democrats hated him. L listen, Donald Trump. He, him and Bernie are similar as far as their like status in. The oh yeah. Of oh both. yeah. There are some progressiveness in both yeah. of these candidates, and uh, I'm going to tell my Bernie supporters that are listening. You're going to hear some facts, and you're going to be like, you're going to hear the same facts that Bernie Sanders says and facts that Donald Trump says. And I'm and I'm going to ask you guys, what is the difference? I mean, we could talk about this. Their Obviously, they're, are, they're, they're two different people. They are, are two different. different people. Policies are very much different. But I don't know, man. Joe Biden just needs to take the bull by the horn. He needs to mimic Obama's steps in 2009 that united the country in a time of uncertainty. 
and bring that with him in his campaign. I haven't heard him speak in the last week, and in the last week is the most crucial time he should have been speaking. Because uh, right now, him. guys, hate him or love him, Trump is catching everybody's attention. Yeah, he's the... Trump is catching everybody's attention, guys. That You guys might turn me off because I said that, but believe me when I say it, Donald J. Trump is catching everybody's attention. Everyone that's involved or everyone that wants to know, they're listening to what he has to say. Yeah. Because he's the man in charge. And uh, Austin, we talked about him, but I will tell you, in 2024, I think there's going to be a Democratic candidate that's going to take the world by storm. Uh, we've seen a lot of him in this past week during the coronavirus pandemic, and it's the governor of New York, Andrew Cuomo. Andrew Cuomo, ladies and gentlemen, is showing up and showing out. If you've been watching these major news networks right before the noon hour every day, as this outbreak continues to grow, they all show governor, the governor of New York, Andrew Cuomo's press conferences. I mean, in these difficult times, you got a guy stealing the spotlight, and that is Andrew Cuomo. I don't know if you've listened to him, Bach, but the guy is standing no. out like a father figure. And it, as crazy as it sounds... He's doing Biden's job. He's doing Biden's job. He's telling it how it is. He's giving you the good news, and he's giving you the bad news. He's telling you straight up that this is what we're thinking it's going to hit. Like we talked about, the 40 to 80% of New York's population, but this is how we're going to contain it. This is how we're going to control it. You know, he's talking to you like a father figure. He's giving you the pros. He's giving you the cons. He's giving you optimism. And that's what the Democratic Party needs. So 2020 is a wrap. But in 2024... Do you think 2020 is a wrap? Trump's going to win? I think Trump's going to win. I think Trump's going to win. I think Trump's going to win. But... I, yeah. I, I feel comfortable with Cuomo. I feel comfortable with the guy. Yeah, I mean... He's very charismatic. New York is getting slammed, yet he's still standing out as a leader. I mean, all the major news networks, guys, are playing Andrew Cuomo. And if you have the opportunity, I suggest that you do listen to Andrew Cuomo because he is coming off like a father figure. He is coming off like a leader. As Box said, he's coming off as Joe Biden should be, but Joe Biden is too busy doing God knows what. what? Oh, Jesus, man. I don't know what he's doing. Listen. One good thing that Andrew Cuomo said is he, the federal government needs to step up and buy these medical supplies. They should man up. I understand that the Republican Party's idea of big government is not good. I agree. Big government is not there's good. A, there's a fine line. There's a fine line. But having a freaking contagion that you expect will infect 80% of the population isn't that good either. No. So the federal government needs to sack up. They need to use any tool in their pocket to benefit us they need to yeah that's what they're doing though are they we'll see i will see by, by tomorrow they're gonna pass them by by tonight, tomorrow right? uh, yeah they hope so nancy Sunday pelosi, nancy pelosi said they will do the vote at six o'clock tonight seconds. six o'clock eastern yeah so we are what time is it here Four forty. we'll see so in the next 20 minutes supposed to be mass i mean we need everything so, uh, so should I'm we done. get on to the aid yeah. bill? Or what, yeah, we what, should what, talk. What, what, you brought it up. What is the government actually trying to do? 
Uh, so the, they're doing a coronavirus economic relief bill. This is the third part of the stimulus package that they've done. And it's getting finalized. Like we said, hopefully 6 o'clock Eastern, they'll be they're having voting. a vote. The whole, hopefully. You know how things happen in Washington. They, they hate have each us other. on their toes. Yeah. Uh, Bach, I'm going to tell you, man, if they don't get something done by market open tomorrow. The, the market will sink. We haven't, even, the market will we haven't sink. even talked about the market yet. And we talked about this a lot last show, but what is to stop the market from hitting zero? What is to stop the market from hitting zero? These circuit breakers? How many circuit breakers are going to stop before the market hits yeah. zero? I mean, there's good days, but the bad days are just... I've had the biggest gains I've had in the market these last few weeks, but the losses have just been that much worse. The volatility of this market isn't is good. But to explain insane. the coronavirus aid bill to our listeners, right. the coronavirus economic relief bill is going to provide a $350 billion small business payroll. Uh, that's going to that's be for small businesses to be able to pay their employees for the next coming weeks. So $350 billion, I don't know how many small businesses are circulating in America. Yeah, now, do you have to apply for that, or is it just, are they going to do their research, see who owns what? No, I'm pretty sure you're going to have to apply for it. you have to apply it. for it. And there's going to be some, there's going to be some stingy-ass rules. You can never get away through the government, but whatever. Yeah. Um, up to It offers up to 39 weeks of unemployment insurance. That is a lot. Yep. I mean, yep. we're talking four That's definitely going to be a Democratic agenda type thing, 39 You're weeks. Right. They, they protect the people. They, they really do. do. They do. We can't, we can't deny that. Um, it includes a one-time payment, and I'll repeat again, a one-time payment of $3,000 for families. It will give the individual roughly $1,200 and the kids $500. That math doesn't add up. Three thousand for families, then you say twelve hundred, and then five hundred. Well, so families are gonna be are gonna be like the families of four oh, okay, and stuff okay. like that. So, listen, we I'm just reporting the numbers that were yeah. given to us by the New York Times, but we'll see. We'll see if they even pass this. They might be stingy enough to be like, "Fuck these guys. They don't deserve any money." I mean, you got people like Mitch McConnell running the Senate, and you never know. But. In essence, what this is supposed to do is supposed to cover up 10% of America's GDP. So that could be good. That, that could be bad. It also allows the Federal Reserve to leverage up to $4 trillion of liquidity to support the nation's economy from what going into mean? collapse. Tell me. Tell me what that means. So your leverage is when an investor or business uses borrowed money in an attempt to increase the rate of return that is earned on an investment. Investors and businesses often use leverage to increase their profit. Um, you can measure leverage by using a debt-to-equity ratio. So for a small burger shack, they would divide their total debt and total assets, assets that they have. And the number that they get, the higher it is, the higher the leverage is. The advantage is that the interest is tax-deductible, but the disadvantage, and this is the biggest disadvantage, is that if a business go south, that debt is going to be hanging over your head. So let me tell you, if that business closes its doors, if they can't afford things, if they're not making ends meet, that debt is going to be on the investor's head, on the owner's head. So the owner of that burger shack is going to have to own that debt. 
And sometimes these owners might use collateral. And what collateral is, is like they want to get this, they want to get this investment, this liquidity. They want, to, they want to get this money. So what they'll do is they'll put a collateral. They'll take their house and they'll put it up with their business. And if that business fails, what happens? They lose their they house. Lose their house. Or There's, they go bankrupt. Or they, they, go just, bankrupt. they just file for bankruptcy. So, so ladies and gentlemen, you know, let's assume as soon as the COVID-19 curtains close and everything goes back to normal, knock on wood, this will be great because profits will get boosted. Now let's say it goes to shit. What happens to all this debt? How many bankruptcies, like we spoke about, could be filed? Yeah, a lot. How many doors will be closed? How many foreclosures will we see? The economy will fall deep. You could tell that the Trump administration is trying to be optimistic, as we all should be. But there are real damages that can occur. Yeah, and the government knows this. Trump is... The administration is well aware of all this happening, so they're they're doing what they can. But I mean, they're doing they're doing what they can. Uh, they're doing what they can, but they should be doing more if that makes sense. Uh, um, yeah. You just, what are you gonna do? Give people money? I mean, that's what they're doing. The secretary Secretary of Treasury Steve Mnuchin said on Fox News Sunday, the additional liquidity measures would allow the U.S. Central Bank to help a broad base of businesses to get through the next 90 to 120 days. Ouch. Ouch. We're looking at about three to four months, and that is best case scenario. Yeah. Well, when is the shutdown going to end? That matters greatly. Like when, That's, when is everything going to be able to be open? When are these bars going to be able to be open again and people are going to be able to go? Sure, they might not go right away, but that matters a lot in people's, if they're going to be able to keep their businesses. If everything is shut down for six weeks, I mean, yeah, I mean, half the small businesses will close probably. But You know, like I said, I, I, it matters a lot. It How does long matter does lockdown a lot. actually lasts? And I just feel like they're, they're not going to tell us. And then when two weeks pass up, everyone's going to get their hopes up. And it's going to be like, oh, ladies and gentlemen, we got to stay in the house for another two weeks. Yeah, and that I'm is going to be mad. the worst possible thing. I'm going to go happen. mad. I'm going to go mad. I'm sorry. I, I, I've made a podcast. I think I've drank the most that I've ever done so, in my life. I mean, in this. Yeah, April 5th, April 6th, that was, that's Sunday, Monday. Listen, I think we're That's a, those are the two biggest days, really, because everything. I mean, obviously, the numbers are going to climb these next two weeks. They're going to climb. They are going to climb. They are going to climb. Then people, people, more people are going to get tested. We spoke about this last show, yeah. but that never that doesn't cover up the fear of the people. People will still get scared when they see the global numbers rise and they see the numbers at home rise as well. But what I'm thinking, when Secretary of Treasury Steve Mnuchin says 90 to 120 days, I think that the Trump administration has one or two beliefs. They have either A, fastened their seatbelts and said, it's going to be a hell of a ride, ladies and gentlemen. Hang on and don't fall out. And you think Trump wins then in 2020? No, I'm talking about worse. Like I'm saying they fastened their seatbelt and said, it's going to be a rough hell of a ride, I should have said. Or... They're hoping for the best case scenario in seven to eight weeks, things get back to normal or the hydroxychloroquine or chloroquine tames this virus that Trump has been toting about. People have that extra capital to help a sense, to help in a sense, 
ultra boost this economy in the summer. So the people, the small business owners that have taken these, uh, you know, these loans will have a little extra money. I mean, let's be honest. When we take a loan, all our money doesn't go into the yeah. thing that we took the They're loan offering. out of. I know my fellow college students have taken out loans, and that has gone to a couple trips to Florida, a couple beer kegs and whatnot. Let's be honest here. So now imagine a small business owner has a little extra capital in his pocket. What is he going to do? He's going to go spend it. Think about it. You know, we are in unprecedented territories. And no one wants to take out loans. No small business owner wants to take out a loan because yeah, she's but, in the fan. But I mean, if they have to, they will. If they but have they to and they do have that. Wants to. But if they have to and they do have that extra liquidity. Like I said, that ultra boost in the economy, like, you know, we've been trapped inside the house. Imagine this for seven to eight weeks. When we come out, you know, I know I'm not the only person, Austin. I think you can agree with me. Like, I'm ready to go back out and enjoy oh, life. I'm ready to I go mean, out young, and have a so. freaking beer. We're young. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure a little bit people that are older, my father, who's 63, he wants to go back and live normal life. He wants to go to his favorite diner every That's morning. Why, I don't know so, if we can take more than the early april i mean if you force americans to shelter in place for two months they will go mad and i think we can both agree on that and then what happens in, when it's april 6th and the national guards walking around everywhere i don't know i mean but that's not two months yet yeah and i know that's, what, that's I, a decision time for a lot of things is april early april yeah but listen I know I said that the consumer, consumer might be too scared to respend the money like he or she used to, but if anybody is like me, but I am losing it in my house. Yeah. I'm losing it in my house. It's a, but it's a little different from the housing market though, because it is just the virus. You know yes. what I mean? I think people will be a little quicker to spend their money because it's just yeah. a virus. It's not the housing market crashing. It's not, Yeah. you know no. what I mean? It's a little, little different than like a normal recession, a normal economic recession. Like the virus itself is causing a recession. Yeah. So I think the turnaround will be a little faster than normal. We, and I think Secretary of State, Steve, Secretary of State, Secretary of Treasury Steve Mnuchin said that today on Fox News Sunday with Chris Wallace. It's a little bit different. I mean, I, I can't wait, folks, to be told by the president, good news, America, we have overcame this virus, and it is my duty to tell you we are back in business. And I imagine I am not the only one that will say, fuck yeah, yeah. let's go Everyone. outside. Let's go outside. So it's all about the numbers, right? Yeah, and it's all about the What's numbers. What's that thing from Black Ops? Give me the numbers, Mason. <laughs> it's all about the numbers. So the cases need to start going down. The cases need to start if the going cases down. Start, if the cases keep on climbing, why would the government reopen everything? They're probably not. Odds are they're not. But if the numbers start going down, then they'll get close to it. Listen, so, uh, I'm going to give you good news, and it's that history has shown that in the past, economic slumps have always led to millionaires and prosperous businessmen and workers. So we can only hope. I yeah. firmly believe, ladies and gentlemen, if we overcome this, we are going to go back into a roaring 20s. Yeah, you got to think a lot of businesses are going to lose competition. Uh, a lot of businesses are going to lose competition, but... If the government is giving us all the money that they can and all the money that printing they could. Off of feds where, are printing off a lot of money where, right now. 
I know we were talking about the recessions and how different it is and how different this scenario is. Like you said, this isn't the housing market of 2008, and that's how Steve Mnuchin downplayed these recession fears on Fox News Sunday. He brings up a great point, though, Bach. It's I mean, true. He says when people focus on recession, it's not it's because of a prolonged environment, you know, with the housing market. That's a prolonged environment. This situation is totally different on the whole different side of the spectrum because the government forced these companies to shut down. He and he is right. And you know, we aren't in a recession yet. You know, in order for the National Bureau of Economic Research who who is the bureaucracy that claims recession that calls a recession there must be two consecutive quarters in order for them to call a recession so six months of decline in the real gdp yeah that's macro shout out to joe cheers to joe cheers to joe greatest professor um now we we are still in a very early stage of covid19 so it is easy for mnuchin to tout best case scenarios but let's see how long it lasts. Let's see how long it it's lasts. It's weird because a, a virus or a sickness has never caused such economic impact before. No, I shouldn't say that. Maybe this what was what I, th- the 19, I think. It, I think it's caused 1900s. this economic impact because we are much more of an integrated glo- integrated global economy. Yeah. We all work with each other. It's true. You know, imports, exports. That's what thing, things have changed. But I also believe that the um, the bureau's you know measurement of a recession. Isn't as inefficient. Isn't as inefficient. I mean, six months to call a recession with all the advanced technology and analytics. I think the bureau can probably call it a little bit earlier. So they might be right if people are saying, you know, it's a recession right now. But as to date, in order to call an economic recession, you need two quarters, which equals six months of real GDP decline. Um, what is real GDP decline? Real GDP is going to be compared to other years, you know? So it's going to, you know, we're going to compare it to like the whatever number, whatever your number. I'd love be. to see the GDP for February. Yeah. But that's not six months. That's not even a quarter. That's not, but, but it's we, real. it could take us down. It's taking us down right now. February GDP, if you look on a graph, I'm sure it's, it's gross. You know, according to Reuters, Last February, this past February, we added 273,000 jobs. Just this last February. I feel like we're going to lose. I mean, one in four Americans right now are, are unemployed. Yeah. Are non essential. We are non essential. And yeah. to all my small businesses, all my hospitality workers, everyone that's being affected by this, all my service industry, whatever it may be, we feel you. We totally feel you. I know exactly how you feel, especially for the servers, the bartenders, the cooks, the chefs. I know exactly how you feel. This is going to be a rough ride, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not trying to downplay it to you because I'm, I'm optimistic, but I'm not trying to downplay what, what can happen here. Uh, we haven't really talked about the virus itself. I mean, or you want to talk say. about you know, the response, you know, Donald's response to this coronavirus here? Yeah, tell me. I mean, what what do you think so far? Like, give me give me your grading on it, and then I'll I'll go on to my spiel. I know I talk a lot, but like I'll go on to my spiel when. Um, 
There's a lot of people that have been mad at him. Sorry to cut you off, uh, Austin. Donald Trump has gone onto the podium. I'll give you guys a little... He is in two hours late. Yeah, I will give you an in and out of what he's got to say, but go on, Austin. What do you think? What do you, what do you rate him? I mean, I'm not mad at him. The last thing I am is mad at him. Everyone who's telling him that he could act quicker would be the same people that were mad at him for acting quickly. Imagine if he would have closed the borders in, like, January. January 1st, he would have closed the borders. People would have been outraged. So... I mean, did he fool around with it a little bit? Yeah. Did he probably say some things he shouldn't have said? Yeah. What's new? I mean, but at this point, he's full on board of getting it fixed, and I think, I mean, I trust him. I mean. I'm not really, I think what he's doing is fine, and and that's the bottom line. I mean, As of last week. Uh, I am on board with he's, the president. He's trying. He's trying. I mean, he just today gave the go-ahead to Ford, Tesla, and General Motors to produce ventilators. All right. Perfect. He worked perfect. with Google. Is that Google thing ever coming out that it, they I talked about? Yeah, it's, I think it's kind of... I mean, he's I working with the on. private sector. He's like, how can I boost the economy and fix the coronavirus at the same time? He's got a business mindset. And, you know, I don't know if I'm on board with him because I'm scared and I'm looking for a leader figure, and in, in, in times of distress... It's hard to take him seriously sometimes. It, it is, but in times of distress, history has proven you look towards your commander-in-chief for guidance. I mean, I can give you examples. 9-11, the Cold War, the Great Recession, the Great Depression, World War One, and World War Two. I think he is in a time of war. This is wartime. Would you agree with me? This is a war. This is a war against an invisible enemy. Yeah. And we are looking towards our leader. Hate him or love him, ladies and gentlemen. We are looking towards guidance. And who are we going to look towards besides the president of the United States? He is the president of the United States. Everyone that's got him, you just got to know he's trying. He really is trying. You know he can't sleep at night. You know he's stressing out. Like, he's doing what he can do. Congress has to get... You know, pass some bills. He can't pass the bills himself. No, he could sign them. He can sign them, but Congress has to pass the bills. And I mean, it's not just him. He's got his team. It's got Republicans. He's got Democrats. What do you think about his daily briefings? Do you like him? Do you yeah, like it's that important for him to talk as much as possible because when he talks, it lifts people's moods. I mean, I, I remember the one speech he gave outside when he had everyone talking stuff. The doubt was just it was skyrocketing right in front of everyone's eyes as he was talking. It's it, it's an emotional response when he talks and tells everyone that's gonna be yeah. okay. You know we're gonna be good. Um, you know you know what I think these daily briefings are. Yeah. For my history lovers, I don't know if you know one of the things that made FDR one of the greatest presidents and what people call one of their best friends as a president was his fireside chats. Yeah, on the radio. On the radio, and these daily briefings that Donald Trump is are is doing are Donald Trump's fireside chats. These. These are essential. These are guidance. You're listening to your general every day before you go out to war. You know your plan. And this guy is giving you every single day what his plan is. And you might disagree with him. On policy. On policy. You don't need to disagree about, uh, disagree about but this. You, if you're, we can, you cannot argue with me that he is not being transparent. You know... <clears throat> It's difficult for Trump to come off as this friendly figure. Sometimes it's fairly impossible. But these briefs, 
these COVID-19 briefs that he's done every single day, and he's doing as we speak, are making him more of a likable person. And for some, hateable. But what really got me, and I know some people will disagree with me, was the way he handled his response to the NBC correspondent, Peter Alexander. (laughs) What did he call him? I don't even remember. He called him a terrible reporter. reporter. After Alexander asked him, what do you say to the Americans that are scared? Look, dude, he's absolutely right. Fear-mongering. American people are scared. But Trump's response was the best. The American people, they need hope. They don't need sensationalism. They need hope. He said it himself. I'm quoting what Donald Trump said, and he is right. We need hope, not sensationalism. You know these reporters are asking questions for the views to, to get to press them, to do stuff like that. That stuff can all resume when we get over this. Right now, we <laughs> need real. hope. We need hope. I mean, the guy said, let's give it a try. Let's give it a try. What he's saying, let's give it a try. What's going what, what's gonna to hurt? Yeah. You know, to figure out a plan that's going to work in the next – Month, two months? No. Let's give this a try. Let's see. It's it's worked in South Korea. You know, there, there, there's there's places South that Korea responded quickly. You could see that the president in these briefings is trying to be optimistic. Whether yeah, I mean, he's I, he's supposed to be. He's he's got to be. He's got to be. He's got to be. I mean, we said this last week. If you're if you're dumpster firing, like if you're hating on anyone politically right now it's just not the time i mean it's not we said get lost last show i mean mean, we're all in this together he's boasting in these briefs about the belief that some data i know he posted on twitter something from france that has shown a few pills to be effective in battling the virus we spoke about this a little bit earlier but he donald trump is speaking about hydrochloroquine which is used for lupus and arthritis and chloroquine, which is an anti-malaria drug, Mm -hmm. and Zithromax, which is a brand-name antibiotic. He's seen, and he posted a graph from France that these these pills have combined have been effective in battling coronavirus. So why not try them? He's right. He's absolutely right. You know, why not try them? Anything is possible right now. We're looking to try new (laughs) things. Trump wants things to get better, people. Like, he is doing everything in his power to make this go away, to make everyone better. He doesn't want the economy sucking. No, I mean, that's he doesn't. what he, he, he is doesn't. running on. No, 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 dude. Like, he's probably behind closed he's doors. He's working his ass off to make things better. He, he was walking into 2020 so, before this joke. happened. No joke. It would have been a I joke. Mean, but, you know, he's taking unprecedented action, dude. He yeah. has caught all the red tape from the FDA And action has taken place in New York City. I know we keep speaking about New York City, the epicenter. I have to make sure you guys understand. New York City is the epicenter. You know why? Ten counties. It's the epicenter because there's a billion people there. We are the biggest country in the world, Austin Bach. We are the biggest country in the world. People travel to us every single day. China's more people. I mean, yeah, no, more people, but people travel to us every single day. There's more Chinese people that travel to America than than Americans who travel to Chinese. To China, I'm sorry. I mean, come on. He cut all the red tape for the FDA. Now, the governor of New York, Andrew Cuomo, on Sunday said 70,000 doses of hydroxychloroquine and 750,000 doses of chloroquine and 10,000 doses of Zithromax 
was given to New York State to trial. Cuomo said this will go into effect on Tuesday. So you're seeing the president speak about this a day before, and you're seeing Tuesday, this coming week, in two days, that this is going to go into effect. So you can't tell me that his words have not turned into action. And we're going to talk about the shortage on supply in the hospitals. You're absolutely right. And in no way am I trying to compare what the hospital workers, whether it be nurses, doctors, or, you know, whoever it may be, to the restaurant workers. But to make this simple, any job, when you get, when you get hit by a rush, and Bach, you worked at a crossroads, a pizza place, right? I worked right? at a local pizza yeah, place. Yeah, you worked at a local pizza place. And you know when the rush hits, there's always something that's missing, you know, we're screwed, we're, we're low on this, or oh, yes. we don't got glasses to give to the table, we don't yeah. have boxes for the pizzas and stuff like that. In no way, ladies and gentlemen, am I trying to compare these two situations together. But, you know, once you get hit with a rush, it takes a little while before you're accustomed. You know, me as a server, on a Saturday night when it gets busy, no matter how acquainted I was to the scenario. It's always different. It's always different. Always There's different. always different. You know, it's always different. There's always going to be something that's going to kind of off track me. I might have a schedule in my head that I have to do this, 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 this. i got to bring appetizers, uh, drinks, desserts to this table, blah, 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 whatever it may be. But there's always one thing that could throw me off. So when that rush first hits, you know, it takes a little while to get accustomed to it. And I'm, that's probably what's going on with these supplies. People are mad that we weren't prepared. You know, there's a thing like Bill Gates says. Have you ever seen that video like on YouTube four years ago? Bill Gates says we are not ready for a worldwide pandemic. I did see that. I yeah, saw that's it. Kinda, seen it that's kind of crazy. But, I mean, he was right and we weren't. But no one was really ready. So, ladies and gentlemen, just kind of bumping in real quick. President Trump has instructed FEMA to build medical stations in New York, California, and Washington. So Three what hardest that, hit states. Yeah. So what's going to happen right now is the National Guard and the Army is going to be start. It was going to start building medical stations, and I heard. And my my question is, you know, we're building these medical stations, but let's talk about these supplies. Yeah. Where are we getting these supplies? We're getting them from China, which is sketchy enough. But uh, are we getting them from China? We get all of our medication from China. Most of our medication comes from China. Most Listen, of everything we make comes from, from comes from China, but that's a Donald Trump man has been very optimistic about the economy. He's been very optimistic about the way we can handle this. We could agree to disagree about the way he approached approached this in the beginning. I hear the Democrats, my Democratic friends, saying that he called it a hoax, and I hear my that's, Republican friends saying that. He was calling it a hoax because of the way the, Demo- the Democratic agenda was. We can, ar- we can agree to disagree, yeah, right. and I'm not, I'm not going to talk about it. But you know what? He, you can't sit here and say that you know, he has not been transparent. Like I yeah. said, he has been very optimistic about the economy and his belief that it, was, it will bounce back. And at a time like this, you need optimism before people go mad as we spoke about this earlier in the show before people revolt you got you can't give them the bad the bad the bad you got to give no. them good news you got to be optimistic the and media, he is showing the man, media tells everyone bad the president has to say good he is showing that he is willing to use all the tools he has in his pockets Right now, as Jimmy yeah, Dore... He's empty in the tank. Yeah. Right now, as Jimmy Dore said, I don't know if you know who Jimmy Dore is, but Jimmy Dore is a comedian who has a podcast as well on YouTube. He said Trump is leading from the left. 
He is acknowledging the shutdown is not our mistake, but was forced on us by the U.S. government. He's acknowledging that one out of four people are stopped right now, and that number will increase because of the U.S. government. He is not acknowledging, most importantly, that as a leader, he must do everything in his power to restore the way the United States was. Donald Trump and Steve Mnuchin even considered, considered you can't even, wouldn't even consider them traditional Republicans because Trump's pushing for two payments and the GOP, his own party, is only pushing for one payment to American individuals. These actions yeah. that the Trump administration is willing to take is the progressive things these Bernie supporters have been screaming yeah. about. I mean, Trump. Look at the left. Trump man. practically ran as an independent in 2016. Yeah, but, 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 Bach. Look at the left, and what are they talking about? What are they doing right now? Chuck Schumer, the Senate Minority Leader, speaks about low-interest loans for small, small businesses. No interest loans we need. No interest loans. What the hell, man? It's not their fault, yeah. You forced that mom-and-pop joint to close down, and now they got to pay? Interest? Get the fuck out of here. I'm sorry. How about zero interest loans? Or how about just give the small business the money? Don't expect Checks us to pay businesses. back. Checks for small businesses. You forced us you to close. Print the money. We give know. us a refund. You forced us to close. I'm sorry. You did. Yeah, it I wasn't did. our choice. Because if it was our choice in the country that we live in now, in the circumstances that we Land deal with now, free. if it was our choice, we would be going back to work right now and working and kind of just dealing with how it is. But you told us to close down. You mandated us to close down. So why do you, I have to take a low interest loan? I mean, guys, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Democratic Party. The Democratic Party that's supposed to be for blue collar workers and they're telling you to take a low interest loan. Are you fucking nuts? <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. You forced us to close. Interest is not cool. I don't care, guys, on how low the interest may be. But a low interest loan, because, if you take that as a yeah. smack in the face, I mean, these are the leaders of the Democratic and, Party, and these guys are sounding like the establishment. Imagine taking out a loan right now. Like this day, you sign off on a loan, you get the loan. You can't make payments for weeks coming forward. Like I don't know when they expect you to start the payments, but... When do they expect things to open I, up? We don't know. That's why these next few weeks are crucial, and the numbers are not going down. Why, if they're closing shit down now, why would they reopen things when numbers are only going to go up? Because then people are going to contradict them for that. Oh, the numbers are rising, but you're going to open things up because the economy is so bad, then why would you even close them in the first place? So, I mean, the government's in a hold. I mean, they're shit deep in this. I mean, if they open things up when numbers are even higher... They're going to get shit on. The numbers have to go down. The numbers the have, numbers to, have go to go down. down. But I don't see that happening within the next two weeks. I hope so. But that's why we're doing this right now. So the numbers do go down. Um, continuing a little bit on Trump's response to the coronavirus. One major thing that stood out to me. And one major thing that stood out to my friends and I. When we speak, we talk about this. And this is something very compelling, and I don't understand how the Bernie supporters aren't jumping from their seats. Trump believes if the U.S. government was to bail out, get this, get this, if the U.S. government was to bail out a company, the federal government deserves an equity stake. 
Absolutely. This was the one thing I couldn't understand why Obama couldn't do into the 2009 meltdown. I understand he took an equity stake into General Motors, but we could argue the facts about that. He had the majority. He spoke about it, but didn't do it. This is every Bernie supporter's dream. Donald Trump, the alt-right, you know, president, president of the United States, this scary guy is telling you if he's going to bail out these big companies, the government deserves an equity stake. Absolutely. A little bit. He, he didn't, he, so he, not, he said that in his press briefing, but he didn't really expand on which companies he would consider taking an equity stake in. But he elaborated a little more saying that any company receiving federal aid during the coronavirus pandemic would be barred from stock buybacks. And that means? So check this out. Uh, the U.S. airline companies that are taking a hit. Huge. Uh, I mean, yeah. first of all, airline companies are saying if they don't get more business, if things will go back to normal in a few months, they're going to go out of business. I mean, so, the, so you're, we're talking about four airline companies taking a hit. Southwest. We're talking about Delta, yeah. United so, American. Yeah. And how much have they spent in buyback? $39 million. $39 million in the last five years. These are companies currently seeking $50 billion in federal government aid. Mm-hmm. $50 billion. And for those of you who don't know what a buyback is, it's when a company repurchases their stock in the open market, causing supply to shrink and prices to go up. So for my uh, listeners that don't understand that language. Even that. <laughs> it's basically like saying, like putting a cucumber in your underwear and acting like you have a big Johnson when it's really small. <laughs> I mean, and yeah. for the, my lady listeners, it's like putting, you know, pads in your, in your boobs, acting like you have double D tits. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. But yeah, you're good. Don't people worry. are mad that the airlines, people are like, oh yeah, you charge us all this for our extra baggage. You charge us for this. You charge us for that. And now you're asking for a bailout. It's like, yeah, but I mean, like, pissed, but no, well, that's beside the thing. People are pissed, but now think about this. He's right. The go- these companies shouldn't be able to buy back their stocks because who's to say that this great economy wasn't because of all these company buying companies buying back their stock and making their numbers look shiny? Yeah, can we talk about how great the economy was just a month ago? How amazing everything was. Politics aside, Democrats, Republicans, everything was economic wise. It was, I mean, it was very. I mean, very we're gonna cro- we're, we're gonna hit thirty thousand. Killing it. Thirty thousand guys. I mean, it all happened in less than like three weeks, two three, three weeks. weeks. I mean, what are you gonna do? Uh, what were I mean, people complaining about? There was nothing. Gas. There was, was nothing cheap. to complain. Right yeah. now, right now, if the economy was at the same way that it was in three three weeks ago, with gas being so cheap, we would be we would be the Dow roaring. Be over thirty thousand. We would be roaring, roaring, we were roaring. I mean, we were roaring. There's nothing to complain about except healthcare. People were complaining about healthcare. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, we can't sit here and explain to you enough that these are going to be some difficult times. I mean, we could talk about it. We're, we're young kids. Like we don't have that many bills yet, but for our older listeners, we can only sympathize with you. I mean, we, we don't understand, but we understand that things are going to get tough, but I believe, I believe that 
It's going to bounce back. It's going to bounce back. Quickly. Because we could talk about the point that we spoke about earlier, that this isn't like the 2008 financial crisis. It's It's not. It's much different. Much different. It's much, much different. It's totally different. I mean, this was implemented by the U.S. government, the federal government. This was not implemented by mistakes of big banks and corporations. And we need to talk about everything we, the government and we have learned from just this virus ourselves. Like, we have learned that we are not ready for any natural disaster yeah. or a big disaster to happen in the United States. This is big time, guys. I mean, right now we are living the moment and it might be crucial and magnified, but in about 10, 15 years when this is in the social studies and history textbooks, people are going to be looking at this as like, wow, that's probably crazy to live in it. We are living in yeah. it. We are and living in it. Is it going to happen again? Probably happen is this in, like, it'll happen in about four years. Would right? you say this is like our Vietnam? No. Well, no. It's because it, it is a war, but it's it's a little different. Everyone's like, why are we going to Vietnam? Like, what is the point? Why are we killing our youth? I mean, but this is, in essence, a war. And it's this war. is going to kill a lot of people. This is going to kill a lot of people. Involuntarily. But so is Vietnam. I mean, the U.S., you know, if the coronavirus affects the older crowd with underlying conditions, I know that it's the United States population yeah. of 65 and over is about at 14 and a half percent. You had young people dying then, now you have old people dying. Yeah. I mean, whatever. What are you going to do, guys? We're going to learn a lot. Let's uh, let's give it a little little like sports talk. Yeah, I mean, I mean, let's wrap this up, ladies and gentlemen. It's sports. it's been a great second show, but let, you know, I think the weekend dropped an album. The right? weekend dropped an album, was which was really songs. good. Which was really really good. Weekend um, is always good. The good. weekend is always good, even in these bad times. Like I would I would listen to the weekend. You know who the number one artist is on Spotify right Ooh. now? Justin Bieber. I like it. Has the most monthly. It's like 2010. It's like, the, it's, it's like the economic recession all over again. We call these last five minutes, guys, the five minute freestyle. So we're just talking Quavo about some good. random shit. The song with Quavo, the Justin Bieber song with Quavo. I haven't heard it. I haven't heard it. Oh, the beat is. Sick I haven't song. heard it. Um, um, there's really not much to talk about sports. Did you see? Uh, did you see that? In, do you follow DJ Economics on Instagram? Oh no! But can we talk about something really quick? Yeah, yeah go ahead. I'm just go gonna ahead. say something. Jamal Murray. Oh, <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what's taller, Jamal Murray or his Johnson. Uh, oh wow! Yeah, that was. Hilarious. Wow, Jamal. How did that happen? Who hacked your account? <laughs> <laughs> you could tell me. <laughs> Wow, that was that was funny. That was I didn't funny. actually see the video, but did I, you? Yeah, I How did. Many times I followed. Did you watch it? I once. <laughs> I <Yeah>. mean, <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna do? I mean, people go mad in these coronavirus yeah. times. People go mad. Um, but uh, going back to DJ Academics, so it's this guy who just kind of posts like what's going on in pop culture, more so in like the rap hip hop scene and what's going on. Uh, he posted someone in. I want to say New Jersey, they were in like kind of a, a hood, like a, a neighborhood where it was just a bunch of people just wilding out, wilding out. Like, like outside? Dr- like outside. And they have curfew. Partying? And they're talking about like curfew and stuff like that. And the police are there. And the police are telling them they got to go back inside and whatever. So the video post, okay, who cares? Next day, you know, people are watching it. And all of a sudden, a few hours later, the video another video posts with this same guy and the he's with standing with the mayor of this city he's standing with the mayor of this city and the mayor is telling him that his action no no he was telling the mayor no 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 no. it's even better the mayor was treating him like a five-year-old child 
and making him acknowledge what he did wrong and tell these people what he did wrong. So this guy comes up on stage and he's like, yeah, you know, I'm sorry and this is serious and stuff like that. And can we just get a uh, clap for the biggest clown of the week? Huh? I, that was to me, ladies and gentlemen, hilarious. I'm on Complex right now and they're telling me Harvey Weinstein test positive for coronavirus. Did he really? Let's hold that L forever. No, he didn't. <laughs> I swear I'm on No, Complex he didn't. Right now. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, when is, when, is, when is Bobby Shmurda getting out of jail? Uh, who knows? <laughs> Folks, it's been, it? yeah, it's been a great show, episode two. I think we'll probably be doing this on Wednesday again. I don't think we got anything else to lose. These next two weeks are very crucial. Very crucial. As what's for what's going to happen, what's after these next two weeks? I mean, what's going to happen in these next two weeks? We're going to see how this country handles a crisis. This we're going to yeah. see, and, and right now. You gotta stay mentally tough. Hold your loved ones a little tighter. FaceTime some friends. FaceTime some friends. Play those um, text message games. That's what yeah. I've been doing with my girlfriend. Um, if you guys have any email, any questions, you can email us, uh, email us at filthykitchenpod at gmail.com. So filthykitchen spelled P H I L T H Y. Kitchen P O D at gmail.com. Or you can hit us at our Twitter, Kitchen Filthy, spelled K-I-T-C-H-E-N-P-H-I-L-T-H-Y. We would be happy to respond to them. We'd be happy to talk about them. And if you would like to be on our show, we would love to have yeah, you. We're you just shooting the shit. We're quarantined AF. We're just shooting the shit. Yo, if you're on Spotify, you're on Apple Music or Apple Podcasts, whatever you want to call it, subscribe to us. Give us a following. If you're on Apple, give us a rating, five stars. I mean, we keep it real. Yeah. As we go on, we learn. But ladies and gentlemen, it's been yeah, great. We love you guys. We love you. See you on Wednesday. See you.